Greetings, my name is James Major Burns, and this is The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. So remember everyone, this is a safe space for myself and others, other creatives to express what's going on in our worlds and our lives. Here you get to see and hear about the mind of the creatives because what you see ain't always the truth. And it's not always what you get and what you think, okay? okay. So again, we get to laugh, learn, share, and sometimes debate here. So ladies and gentlemen, for the second time, I haven't had too many guests be a second time guest, and I think she's the first one, Miss Autumn Joy Ellis. Hey. Greetings, I had to hit you with that, uh, that full name. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, okay. Oh. Right. So basically, it's Probably because only your full name come on things and the government be like, duh, duh, duh. I'd be like, uh, nah, because when I'm in trouble, that full name comes out. Right. <laughs> but my parents mouth. That's when you know. That's when they take it to that level. Like, I'm going to call you by your whole name so you know exactly. this is not a game. So it, yeah, James Major Burns. The way my mom used to yell James and Albie, it was levels in her, in her voice. It's like, okay, I got two more times for her to call me before I really got to go. Because that was the first one. But when that screen door opened and hit the, the, hit the wall, it's time to go. James and Albie. Oops. Yeah. All right, y'all, we got to go for real this time. Y'all got to go home, like, put the ball away. So anyway, I'm glad to have you back. We just basically had a full podcast before we started recording as we were preparing. But um, we're going to discuss some things. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad that you did your homework. See, asking you shall receive. That's all you have to do in 2020. Asking you shall receive Listen, all I was up 2020. Like eight this morning, like let me go ahead and watch this real quick and see if that's true. Not that I wasn't gonna watch it anyway, but right. you know, I was like, let me go ahead and get this out. It was pretty good. So, but before we get there, did you have time to listen to the um, my last podcast? I did listen to it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna touch on a few things, but before I do, tell me what you kind of took from it, cause I I started at the beginning. I said, y'all. <laughs> This is this might be an emotional response. <laughs> oh, it's definitely an emotional response. And you know what? Because I saw the post and I saw the comments and then I saw your podcast and I was like, I know exactly what he's gonna say. Like, and it, I, I was not like everything you said. Honestly, I've heard you say it before. Like we had a personal conversation, so I was. That's why I didn't really jump on it quickly. But um, I definitely understand the personal aspect of, of being offended personally by those comments because a again i told you i saw the post um and i saw all the comments on there i didn't say anything because sometimes i just i can't jump into those spaces but um i just i i felt for you in that because i can't imagine what it's like to hear the words don't push homosexuality on my children or don't push sexuality on my children but it's not really being pushed there's a difference between someone telling your kid okay you go kiss that boy <laughs> and you become you know what i mean right whereas no one really thinks of it as pushing sexuality on a kid when you see two male and female cartoon characters kissing on the screen nobody sees it when it's like you know you got the girl and a little boy and they like holding hands in school or whatever right. like oh look how cute if it were two boys it's like sexuality don't do it you know what i mean so it's it's when we turn it into sexuality that it becomes a problem at this point it's just kind of what i've come to notice is that i think there's a fear in a lot of parents that their child is gay or you know may grow up to to um say you know i'm gay or vocabulary i didn't have the vocabulary exactly. to express myself and, and that's what you were lacking it wasn't that it wasn't already there it was just easier to suppress it when you have uh when that's all they're exposed to because now you're saying oh well this obviously isn't normal because i don't see it everywhere like i see everything else 
Right. And the small glimpses of it right. we do see or I portray, I'm told to not do. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's a punishment for it. And one thing you said is, um, like, expose. And and even though it's not, like, a bad word, like, the, um, there were people on there, like, I want to introduce my kids to this, and I don't want my kids knowing about this at the, this young age. Or I've talked to people, and they'd be like, well, I want to, you know, that's the real young for them. I'm like, you do know I exist. Like, I'm standing right here existing in front of you. And I know you feel like that's a conversation um, you don't want to have because you're uncomfortable with it. But um, it's it's the world. But it is exposure, and the, and the word itself isn't really necessarily bad because when you look at like black people, we didn't get a lot of exposure to our own culture on TV growing up. You know what I mean? So now that you have all these black shows here and there, it's like, oh, they're taking over. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, it's too much. Oh, my God. Why is it all I absolutely yeah, feel that so way. It's, it's really... Whether we like it or not, mainstream uh, media is important, and it has a, a huge influence on our lives growing up. So, you know, when you did see a show like like The Cosby Show or like Family Matters or, you know, all of those shows that came on the TGI Fridays and stuff, that was our way of saying, oh, look, we exist. Even us, us, even me even and younger kids. Like, my parents wasn't a doctor and a lawyer, but... <laughs> even though it came out generations before you, like, right. I still saw it right. at, when it was just reruns. Right. And right. I was like, oh, right. you know, that's that's interesting. I want to I want, I want, to do that. Exactly. And, and it's representation of you. It's a validation that, that, oh, we have a place here, too. Right. It's not just all about white people, white families, white TV. So, in the same sense, what you're doing is showing children this exists too whether or not they are gay that you can't control that they're gay already so basically your fear is that you can't suppress that because once they see it and they see it's out there they feel like they're already validated you know what i mean like i'm okay with myself i exist i can, I can be this right now you got to deal with something that you didn't want to deal with Right, That's something that you feel like you had control, control of. Over, like yeah. you can, because one woman said, I'm okay. <laughs> I ain't got nothing against with um, homosexuality, but. That but, the but is all, I was always told, whenever you hear the but, that's when the real part comes in. Right. Ignore everything before the but. Exactly. But she's like, um, I'm not going to allow it to uh, allow it to happen in front of my face. So, I'm like, from your sentences is what I'm taking is that you will Go out of your way and do things or say things to make sure your child knows this is not what you want for them. To suppress right. that validation of your child, which he or she already right. feels anyway. And I used to tell when I first came out, my friends would be like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, do you forget the things that you used to say? <laughs> like, why would I tell you? I, like, you didn't make me feel comfortable. Because they'd be like... Um, Because the parent is like, I love my child no matter what. And then proceed, but, you know, and then proceed to say all of these things. It's like, well, I'm not telling you because nothing about that made me feel comfortable, especially with everybody who's like, oh, I already knew. I already knew. And I'm like, well, you sure as hell didn't make it easier for me. You still, we still had those same um, rules or those same comments, you know, and I always say, I'm like, I didn't understand I was gay until people told me. So when I started to get called gay, I was like, oh, this is terrible. But like my brothers would say it even and I, they would get in trouble for it. But I'm like, it's but it's like my mom treated it as something like that was true and to just stop teasing me for it. And she never told me like I wasn't she like, you're not gay. And like she never said that. She used to just like tell them to stop it. So for me, it's almost like they treated it like it was true. We're just not going to treat him bad for it. And one thing I wanted to um, say is um, about, like, the representation of families and or black families. When um, Jordan Peele, I read one interview, and the interviewer was like, so there's this black family in this movie. And he was like, no, it's it's just the family. It's right. a family in the movie versus it being a black family. He's like, when there's a, a movie with white people in it, they don't say no. this white family. No. <laughs> and, and that's how I feel about, like, being gay. I'm like, well, I'm just here with everyone else. Because people be like, well, how do you want to be treated? I'm like, like you would treat anyone else. I'm like, I don't need anything extra or special. I just want to be in the, the loop. And, I, you know, and the problem is, is that we still haven't even gotten to that place 
2019 talking about, oh, look, the black family or, oh, look, the black movie. You know, so, I mean, it takes a long time to get to those spaces, but in order to get there, you have to actually allow, you know, that to exist. You have to stop. And it's, it's not going to stop overnight. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think every generation that comes up, it gets a little bit more um, accessible for them to be, to feel comfortable in their skin and, and with, the, with who they are, but they're still pushed back. You know, in the original post um, and on your thing, you talked about uh, D. Wade's son. And I saw the flack, and I still see the flack online that he gets for even accepting. Because you hear the word, like, he's not, he don't understand. He's too young. He don't understand. Why are you letting him be like that? He don't know what he's doing. If that boy was saying, oh, I like this little girl, you would not be saying, oh, he's too young. He don't understand. He don't know. It's, it's cute all the way down. I mean, I've seen uh, it all isn't the way down it? until, like, kindergarten. It's like, oh, look, they like each other. It's so look cute. Look at her twerking. Look, look at my at, baby twerking. <laughs> like, I mean, like, look at them holding hands and kissing. Oh, they going to grow up and get married. You know, you hear Making babies stuff. kiss each other. Kiss, here, kiss. And, but all of a sudden, when it's different, when it's that part, it's, they're too young. They don't understand. They don't understand. Did you see the comment where the lady reached for the stars and said, that little boy looked like D-Wade's son? I said, this little boy <laughs> looks like Vince from Recess. Like, I mean, but that's the thing. Because he is so accepting of it and because they're so proud, you know, and they out there like, this is our son and we're going to march with him in the parade and we're going to let you see that this is who he is. A lot of, and especially in the black community, a lot of black people have taken like deep offense to the fact that he's not... He should be setting him straight. He don't need to be letting him do that. He's not being a man. He's not a father. No, he's exactly what a father should be. To their child. Loving, caring. I'm so happy for that. <laughs> like, I'm so happy for his that's child. That's what you should that be to your child and right. allow them to be who they are going to be. Anyway, because he's going to be that way anyway. You're not going to take it away. Right. Hiding it does not suppress it. Let's just be real. There are a lot of gay people that you knew in high school that... The only difference is you didn't know it. They weren't out. Right. But that didn't make them not gay. They were still gay. <laughs> you just didn't see it. Right. But even the qualities that you think makes someone gay, it not might not make them gay. And also, people are so worried about it when it has nothing to do with them. Like, unless you want to, unless you want to date the guy or uh, as a man, like, then why does it matter if he, like, why is it so interesting for you to know? if he likes because you think what he's going to be coming on to you like don't be so flattered to think that you're you're that attractive or that interesting that you know every every gay guy even is going to like want to come on to you just like you know sometimes women are I, no thank you it's like well excuse me like no but even if they it's nothing to be offended by I've been somebody thought you were attractive before and like thank you I appreciate it not you know I'm, I'm straight but yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. And right. keep on moving. It's not something like, oh my God. Like, just right. call it if, what it is. You know. If you out and 12 girls walked up to you, you'd be like, what? what God, <laughs> damn, you know, I must be looking good tonight. You know, it might make you feel good about right. yourself. Like, everybody want a piece of this autumn. Like, nah, baby, it's one season at a time. <laughs> but they, mean, to, to be so offended, I'm like, why? It's So early, it's like, oh, that's gay. You gay. You gay. It's it's, oh, uh, yeah. it's still a derogatory term that they throw around, like to just say, oh, uh, uh, I, I have to correct that all the time. Like, okay, him doing that has nothing to be. <laughs> it's not gay associated. Let's not put that word out there. Like I mean, the child dressing up in the costume is right. which was my point. I'm well, like. See, As a woman, I honestly am always offended by it because it's like, ooh, you feminine. That's like, first of all, being feminine is nothing to be looked down upon because that is the women, second layer of it. Exactly, and that, that's 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 the it's the part two it's me. two it's 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 putting all of these things for like uh, this type of man. Uh, and he's like, oh no, you act like a right, and I'm and like, like, wait, 
Wow, you talk about the, the be that you talk about my mom who raised me, and I, you know these are some of the characteristics that like, I picked up from I, her. You know, we can we give birth to whole human beings, sir. <laughs> right, the, there is more strength in the physical. Exactly, and that that in and of itself is disrespectful. But you know, if you want to be scientific about it, when you when we in that sperm kind of egg thing, we're all kind of that XY chromosome. You got them both, bro. So like at the end of the day. Just because like you could have had either one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know if you watched that uh, Netflix um, series, is it Sex Explained with Janae? Janae I, I don't know if I watched all of it, but watch I watched it because it's, it's really interesting because they talk about that. But the birth control really got me. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> plants, animals, he said, oh. pitched voice or you know who may move a little different because of I don't know whatever it is or I like to keep themselves to groomed yeah. and do their hands feet or like yeah uh, I mean for whatever reason and you can't always even equate it to like like oh they have hang around women or something like that nah because some, some of them just are the way they are and that's the way they talk and it is what a it vibe is. is a vibe especially but with people listen you know don't don't get it twisted because they like girls just as much <laughs> Right, and some boys that like boys like girls too, so don't get that to sit either. Don't miss out on your blessings. Everything is, you're missing out on your blessings by just being so closed off from so many things in society. And I was, I was extra offended when it comes from a group of black people. It, it takes it to the next level for me because I feel like we already have an issue with our, the color of our skin. And I'm like, that's not coming from y'all to me. But then, as, as much as that is an issue, I'm like, I have dealt with this other issue that is coming from this group of people who are my group of people. And I know I don't, I can't change everyone's mind, but I'm in, I'm such an open book because I'm a lot of people's only experience. And I'm like, well, I'm here to let you know that, you know, we're just like anyone else. And sometimes it can come off like, um, I'm trying to like prove a point or just like out here talking to everyone. But I'm like, oh, I'm just commenting. Like it's always, it's special because maybe I'm the only one, but I'm like, no, I'm here on this post commenting just like you're here on this post or I'm here in this conversation just like you are I'm just the only, I might be the only one and it seems like I am responding to a lot of things I'm like which I may be because sometimes I have time <laughs> my brother told me I don't need to take all the time but I say you know what sometimes I have time sometimes if you got the time and I just want to ask a question I'm like you right. know this doesn't make any sense but you just said it like the conversation I told you about a friend when he said well men can't be bisexual I'm like because that's what you feel or you think it shouldn't be that way I'm like I know that's what you think baby but here it is existing right I mean but again like I told you earlier it's it's difficult and this is the the way where I feel you know kind of uh, sympathetic towards men in that sense of you guys don't get the same leeway in the same space that women do women can go out and experiment and be like ah oh, you know what that wasn't for me and then go back and get her a husband and, a, and some kids and a dog and live life the way it is men you know you find out they had that one experience it's like nah bro you gay you gay like, forever <laughs> you gay forever you, you want you right. want a man at some point like maybe you know that was the experimentation phase or maybe they was young and they didn't know what was going on and like but y'all don't get that type of a validation but like i said again men kind of men created this patriarchal society so y'all we what we I don't know. Like, there's a limit to my sympathy. Right. <laughs> Listen, I, I know some women, I was talking to a girl, and she had dated some guys who were like, bye. And then she felt like she couldn't, she was like, I can't compete with both. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, even when I ask people what they want out of a relationship, a lot of the things are like these surface or material things. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you want him to make you feel? Like, do you want to get along with his family? Like, do you or talk about the family part as a lot of other things like um maybe looks or things they want to do as a couple and i'm like I, I when i ask people that question most of the time more than half the time it's always these oh well you know i just want a man because you know they um I'm, I'm tired of being single or um i, I ain't dating nobody who is um, shorter than me and i'm like <laughs> Okay, right. y'all just keep listing all the things you're going to block. Block all those blessings <laughs> because, you know, when somebody moves your world, they're going to move your world. But if you, you know, got to stop sign up right. from those things because of, like, your list, 
you're gonna understand like the, the blessings you're blocking. It's like for me, my stop sign for Trey was he was eight, you know, six years younger than me. But I had to slowly put that stop sign I, down. You know, but age can be a difference because I've had that, that problem with, you know, gap, huge age gaps. And it's like, uh, A, I don't want to be seen as that cougar chick or whatever, but also like interests, you know what I'm saying? Like maturity level. Right. But things like that come into play. But, I mean, we all got our preferences in there. I don't know if you've ever, you watch Insecure? No. What does it come on? I don't think HBO. I have. I got HBO. Look, just get like a, a little trial subscription and binge watch it. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. Because they actually had an episode. Um, I can't remember why I can't remember the girl's name right now. But she was dating a dude. She really liked him, and he told her he was like, "Oh yeah, in college, one time I let a, a dude, you know, give me head or whatever, and then I ain't like it." And it was really interesting because you know it goes to that whole. Because the whole time she like she really liked him, and then all of a sudden she was like, "Like he gay? I don't know if I could do it." And he's talking to her like, "Well, does he have a boyfriend? Like, does he? Is he?" She's like, "No, well, but he did it that one time." It it really kind of like put that out there because we don't talk about that a lot, you know what I mean? In, in our community, I think stuff like that. Is, and guys would never, never talk about it. And the fact that he told her, I was like, and it was like a little nonchalantly and stuff like that, and then. Let me tell you, but fast forward like a few little bit episodes later, he was out. I think she seen him somewhere because they did eventually break up because you know she couldn't handle it. Um, he was out somewhere and it was it was him and a dude and they was getting like popcorn or something like that because they was watching the thing. She's like, I knew he was gay and he went back. She turned around and found him and he was acting like a girl. <laughs> I was like, see, you could add you a good man, but you know, right? Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, but um, those are. Um, so fairs, I also think um, those things um, help create other issues like when men decide to stay in the closet for long because they do like women also, but they're like, oh, I can't, I can't do this over here because, um, or I remember there was one period in time where I was like, you know what? I'm just gay. Girls don't like me at all. So I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just I mean, going to be just gay. Because like, maybe that's not actually it. Like, it's not that girls it's not that you don't like girls. It's that girls don't like you. So you just decided to stick with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, but it's it's even with the life. label of it, I was just like, you know, I'm interested in them, but they just, it's like one um, slither of that feeling. It's like, no, it's enough for them to just be like, absolutely not. Right. Just no type of um, type of understanding or trying to accept a feeling towards you of how somebody does care about you or would do with you or for you. It's just like, oh no, that's just a, what do they call those? Um, like a something that's a absolutely. It's a list. Of, what do they call those things? Damn, I can't think of it. Like it's it's like a non-negotiable or uh, but like um. Yeah, I mean, just like what you're like not a, gonna do. Yeah, right. It's, it, I get what you're saying. I can't think of it. I think of it later. But yeah, like, and it's it's really interesting because you know I can't even personally say if I'm being one thousand percent honest how I would feel if like. I got cheated because you know cheating is a, a problem even in hetero like, every relationship but it's like I don't know how I would feel if I was like if he's dude cheated on me with a dude I'd be that like, would be I'm sorry that would be so funny I, like, like how do you compare that you'd be like he cuter than me like <laughs> you know right. women usually do that whole she ain't even cuter than me and she ain't even this and that right. you know like you just be like oh. <laughs> I, I, I can't even tell you how I would but I, I think some of that does probably come into play because, you know, as women get into relationships, I personally think one of our fears is being cheated on all the time. You know, because y'all got that, y'all got that thing. And if like, ain't no girls around you, it's cool. But now, if, if it's like everybody, it's like, it's like well. Like everybody is a suspect now. It's like, you don't even know who to look out for. Like, uh, like I don't even know him. Like, where'd you say you know him from again? Exactly. And now you can't, as a dude, you can't have dudes. Friends, you can't have female friends. It's like all your friends are suspect. Right, it's like, like so you hugging your male friends now? I'm like, wait, I hug everybody. Like you, you already that know that. Too long. Right. <laughs> so what was y'all talking about? <laughs> For everything. I'm serious though, because you know, I mean, as as a woman, you get a little insecure about like other women, and oh, y'all a little too flirty, and you a little too smiley in their face, but you feel secure at the very least of like, all right, he out with his dudes. You ain't got, I ain't got to worry about that. But right. it's like. 
if you in that situation, I was like, like everything up for grabs. It's like, you know what? I don't even got time to be worried about all of this. So I'm just go ahead and let you go. But what's going to be, is going to be. I know. I know, right? But <laughs> you got to learn to accept what's going to be. It's what's going to be. I just, yeah. And I'm going to be honest. I'm way too insecure for that. Because I, I, I have a hard enough time. Just, oh, I mean, like, at least you can be with, honest with yourself. dudes who are flirty with women. Like, that's like. But when you just say flirty, that period down, it's like, well. <laughs> you be walking around one again. You be done drove yourself crazy. I, I, look, I have a hard time with flirty dudes as it is. Now you flirt with everybody. Like, <laughs> and some things just ain't for everybody either, and that's and okay. Some things aren't for everybody. I mean, but again, it's it's a matter of you know people downplay what they don't like. It's just like, well, not that. That's nasty. It's like why? Cause you don't like it. It's like when people talk about morals. It's like, no, well, these are my morals. their kids to be gay. You know, and, and I'm like, if no, if anything, we want the people of age to be gay. <laughs> so there could be more. Right. I mean, you know. And, A plethora. But see, even that goes into it's not your business because what my kids grow up to do is not my business. As long as they ain't murdering people or, you know, locking people in closets or doing some Like, hopefully you stuff. raise your kids to be a good, decent person and goes out into society. and they help people, it's not my business. If they want to be in a relationship with five different people, as long as they all consenting, right? I mean, I can't do it, but... And hopefully it's not driving you crazy. And if it end up driving you crazy, I'm going to tell you to go on. Like, look. <laughs> go on with that now. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> About it all the time because I got my own life to live. Right. But you I, decided to do that, so that's on you, baby. This isn't your second redemption. This is a human being. That you're raising that person to be the best person yes, they're going to become versus what child. you want. You're raising an adult. You're not raising a photocopy. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, this is not your life 2.0. That's their life. Your job is to get them to a point where they can live that life and make the best decisions that they can. Your job is not to make sure that they live in just like you. Right. Your life is your life. Live it the way you want to. That's a lot of, of times people end up doing that, though. And that's why people get like real caught up in, in this whole like oh my kids it's like everything's a competition my kids is doing this and they always want to bring the kids in and like oh you said that about my son like you still can't go around cutting nobody up because somebody <laughs> said something about your son your son right I know it's just not alright <laughs> like you the people don't know how to let stuff go and let it be and just take it like not my business it's, I will tell people that in a heartbeat that is not my business now you want to come to me and we want to have a conversation you want my advice Cool. Otherwise, what you do, you know, like I said, if it ain't hurting me personally, or you ain't trafficking people, <laughs> we, right. we could. Hurt me or hurting anybody else. Right. I'll be watching How to Get Away with Murder. Like, would I go to, would I do that? What would I tell? I'm going to have to think about this. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm like, I can't, I don't see me getting away with it. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't see, I don't want to tell, but I don't see me getting you away with what? it. <laughs> Shows, the CSIs, and NCIS, you did a sloppy job with that murder. Right. <laughs> you did way better. I would be like, don't be calling my phone. <laughs> nah, if you call my Cell phone, phone and you already start off bad, I ain't helping. Cell phone trackers, they track you everywhere. Take your phone off, leave it right. at home, don't take it with you. You planning on committing. Oh, like Jesse Smollett. There's no way I would have been having conversations over my phone. Like, if you knew that was something you wanted to do, like, I would, um, allegedly, <laughs> um, I would, ne there's, n there's no line of payment there's no form of anything with any type of computer like are you serious have we not watched enough tv are you not on empire to know better did you not see the mistake i know like come on now like so when people are just stupid i'm like send them to jail <laughs> 
Because we don't need those people on the streets right. either. You, you are just horrible. Because that was society. just stupid. We don't need your yeah. stupidity out here. I, I can't be friends with you. Please. So one of the things we were talking about um, that really um, like stood out to me when you said it was um, about um, your art and you know versus doing art for other people and selling it to them by request, you create your own art and if people would like to purchase it yeah i mean as a creative and you let them you get um it, it's a difficult kind of a path to take because like i've been an artist forever like as far as i don't remember when i started drawing but it was a long time ago and it i noticed that people would be like oh draw me oh do this for me oh do that like when you are a creative for whatever reason like they have some type of entitlement to your ability and to your skill and that you owe them something and it kind of maybe it goes back to that saying and I've heard people say this before oh you got a god-given talent and show you show responsibility to share it with the world nah it's really not it's not it's really not it's my talent if I choose to share it I can share it otherwise you know you, you don't have I don't owe you anything you know what I'm saying like my express myself the way I choose to express myself. I, you, it's my passion. It's not my job. I have a job, <laughs> like two other jobs. That's what I use for <laughs> income. <laughs> so, like this is, it's, it, like I don't mind selling it because for me, there is a, an appreciation where like I respect and appreciate when people want my art and want to add it to their home. And I know that I have pieces in people's houses that like add it to the beauty and the aesthetic of their home. I appreciate that but I'm not turning it into a hustle I'm not turning it into like something where it loses its value to me you know like commercialism right and you know I think that's something that like Basquiat kind of talked about where he kind of lost his interest in it once he became famous and everybody wanted like that style and this that and third you start to feel like a machine or something and I, I don't other outlets into which I feel like a machine pushing out content. So, you know, I think Look. <laughs> people don't really respect. And then not only that, but it's like you can't do it. But you don't you want to undervalue my work. Right. Like you want me to A do this for you and B do it cheap. <laughs> like you're undervaluing the the time and the skill because even if I can do it in a couple hours, it took me a long time to get to where I can do it in a way that you know doesn't take me even that long anymore. That's 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 a lot of study. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of like time that I invested in learning this skill. Because even if it's a talent, it's still something that has to be honed into a skill. I can sing naturally, right. but I've never taken vocal lessons. So therefore, I understand that people who can belt out like songs and, and hold their notes and stuff like that. That's a something that they developed, right? On and top of the and still continue to yes, develop. Yes, and, and it's something that that takes time, and people don't really put a lot of respect into into creatives and what we do and and how you know it's just oh, but you can do it, so just do it. You know, I got people telling me, right, like, oh, it's easy that. for you. I'm like, dude, that's not even a cute picture. I don't want to draw that. That don't even make. That doesn't even inspire me. Ask me random things. You ain't ever want to drive no um like your own Starbucks cup, like what? <laughs> What? I'm like, no, that's not how that works. That's really not how that works. This girl walked up to me the other day at work, and just the way she asked me, it's not, not like, she was like, do you sing Hamilton? And I was like, and she was like, can you sing um, this song for me? I was like, I walked right away. That thing where when people I was like, hear, oh, no, back up. you can sing, it's like, oh, sing this song. Or radio, I'm not about to sit here and just belt out a song. When I tell you I have not done like the donkey voice, like people always be like, do donkey. I'm like, oh no, I get paid to do donkey voice now, baby. <laughs> but I'm like, they just be like, Ooh, do, do the donkey voice. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not about to do that right now. Sorry. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm like, uh uh. I'm like, I, like, do the little, uh, no, if you, don't, if you don't walk away right now, no, thank you. But I mean, and that, that's, and I can't really attest to whether or not. It, it's become a social media like or a fan
famous thing where people like feel like they're entitled to stuff or if it's always been that way. Like I said, when I was a kid, people, as soon as they saw me drawing something, it's like, ooh, draw me, draw me. It's like, why? Why do I have to draw you? Why do I want to? No, you ain't that cute. Right, this is not the festival. You can go like, to a festival and get yourself drawn. If I was in that space and I'm like sitting there doing caricatures, sure, I'll draw you. You pay me. But like, and I think not even just that, but the free part that stresses me because I already have such a difficult time like putting a price on my work as it is. You know, I want people to be able to have it. I don't want them to have to like spend an arm and a leg right. for it, but at the same time, I don't want to devalue. Right. my own work so there's trying to find that that balance in the middle I feel that way we're thinking about ticket prices because <laughs> I'm like I don't want to make it too much because people won't buy tickets right. and I'm like it's all, you already got just a handful of money anyway right. in, in our area so right. and thinking about like the audience and or I who you want to come so it's like well how much do I want to make these tickets but at the same time I'm like well baby I work hard you know I said you know we just did a, a, a Disney commercial the base rate has gone up <laughs> but I'm like you know, we we work hard, we do a lot, and we keep honing in our, on our skills and our, our talents to give you a quality that will cost, that will and cost I, you. I had to stop and think about that, too, because I'm like, all right, I'm not going to devalue it so much as to where I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you a discount, but then I'm going to turn around and watch you buy this Gucci belt or something for $600, <laughs> but you have to, like, Period. you couldn't, you know what I mean, spend that much on a piece that, realistically speaking... My art is going to last in your home a lot longer than that belt is because it's going to wear and tear at some point. As you wear and tear. <laughs> you know, and it's going to add value to your space and value right. to your home and things like that. More but, people will come in and look at that art, that right. painting and be like, this is nice. So what, is, what does this mean? And it's mean? original. At the end of the day, you got something. That belt you're wearing, the shoes you're wearing, there are hundreds and thousands of other people wearing the exact same fit. No, there was a rack of them that you just pulled exactly. it off of at the store. <laughs> but because you can wear it outside and, and show people like, ooh, look, I got this. It's you know like Jordans. It's like people yeah. feel like they're like so exclusive. I'm like, you know, and they were also. Everybody got them. <laughs> you are not. Everybody got them. Everybody got them. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a collector and you got, you know, the ones that have been worn through and you got. Or the ones know. he wore on his actual feet. Right. Like, you, you're not getting anything that's really 1,000% original. I can guarantee you nobody else has that in their house unless I got a print. And even in the prints, they're limited and you still got the whole canvas. Like, right. You got so, the original. Exactly. So you really paid for something that no one else has. Right. They actually got your painting hanging up. <laughs> they're like, well, that's mine. And they got it in their right. house. Right. Whereas everybody else got that same belt on them. So, you know, but it's all about what we value. And what we value really kind of comes down to, um, image and what other people value so you know other people are going to respect you because you got that that belt on or that those shoes on or whatever they're not really going to respect you because you got a painting in your house right but you might are you respecting yourself for spending everything you have for that belt and those shoes and not that's not for everybody but as far as that like do you you have enough respect and love for yourself that's how i felt about writing songs originally i would um i went to elevate before it was elevate it was something else you know child has been seven things and I was like, what songs of mine would they, like, that's how I would think about writing music. I'm like, what songs could I play in there that those people would like? And then I finally got to a point to where I'm like, you know what, I just want to make songs for me that I love, that I can just ride down the street and listen to and sing to. And that speak to me versus trying to speak to a crowd of people that I'm like, we don't relate on these topics or want to hear the same music. And like, that's where it changed for me to be able to just let it flow. Right. I mean, because there was once upon a time where it was deemed not cool to be a sellout in, in, or commercial in, for a creative. You know, right. like now it's like consumerism. Quality has become quantity. It really has. And you got people that just do stuff to get the sales. And it's all—it's very, very similar. And it is. Can't be to- told a part of mm-hmm. somebody else's. <laughs> but, um,. Moving on to the topic of conversation that I really wanted to get into. <laughs> so, y'all, we watched the Aaron Hernandez um, mm-hmm. case, and his the, the whole story to me, it's just when I see people spiral out of control and down, I mean, what was he, 20? I didn't realize. The first thing I didn't realize is how young he was when that stuff was happening and how young he w- was when he did those things, some alleged, but, like, 
Right, you know, tell because he's going to allegedly. Allegedly. Know, allegedly. Right. Just like OJ. We bringing it up. Allegedly. Right, but some of the alleged things that they said about him, but I didn't realize, like, when he got arrested, he was like 23. I was, was like, 20, yeah, like, what? That is a, young. That's a kid. That's young. I mean, I want to say a kid because you're still right. old enough to know better. Right. But it's definitely young. It's, it's definitely way younger than, than I thought. But I mean, I it, still feel like it's the years that inf- um, those are the early years that's going to influence you to be still growing into an adult. Right. And you, you, you're in that in between area where um, you're not fully an adult yet. You can't. I don't. I don't want to say every because you know everybody's circumstances right. are different. But most people are not able to go out into the world and function as a regular. You know what I mean? Like right. regular functioning. Because I feel like in you high school you're still finding yourself and you do right. things mm-hmm. that you to fit in but I feel like in college it gets a little bit more extreme with trying things or doing things well because you're usually out on your own at that point you don't have that restrictions from people kind of pulling you and saying you know you gotta do this it's that that point where you're kind of free but I mean you're not free but you got some freedom you amongst people your own age you aren't restricted to that curfew and stuff especially if you're out of the house and you're living on campus or whatever like you're you're able to go out and parties and do stuff like that so now you have to start being responsible for yourself a little bit but you're still a little bit protected because you know you ain't got to worry about like getting kicked out of your apartment if you don't pay your rent right <laughs> well long story short Aaron Hernandez committed several acts of violence and shot and killed um three people Oh, well, he, he, he tried to kill. Timeline and I'm like, okay, like, they started going back to college years, and he, like, shooting at people. Like, I'm like, right, he shot sir. Um, another guy in the eye, they in the face. No, the, these are the people, remember, he, they was, they said it was, he was on campus. He had gotten into a fight at one club that he shouldn't even been in. And then there was another oh, one where yeah. he shot at somebody. They lived, but apparently they didn't, he shot at them. Oh, yeah. Because something happened. I was like. Right, we gotta. I'm like, but you know what? The most interesting part of it is, is that all of those incidents that happened in college were like swept under the rug and all of this stuff. So you really made him think that this man could shoot somebody he knew, dump him like down the street practically, and then go home. And, and all type of evidence. Yeah. It's like, have you not? Like, maybe he was too busy playing football, but you needed to be watching some movies or some TV shows. Like, but you, you could. Know, I mean, but the thing is. All of those incidents that he had had really led him to believe that he could just do it and no one was going to say anything because he played football. Right. Because like, before he yeah. shot and killed the last guy, um, what was his first name? Odin? Odin. Before he shot and killed him, there were um, two other the guys two um, like car. two years before that he had um, shot and killed. It was like a couple months before he got signed. Right. And he went on to play that whole season. Right. With the Patriots. Although I, th- I think, you know, he wasn't convicted of that one, so it's right. still of an error Allegedly. as to whether or not the, the drug dude that he was with right. did it or he did it. But, I mean, the evidence looked a little, <laughs> a little, right. was pointing a little bit at him. You want to know what was interesting? Um, you saw Queen and Slim? Yeah. The guy who told on him at the end reminds me of the guy who was sitting at the in the courtroom telling on Aaron. He remi- I'm like... I was like, is, does this got anything? I'm like, were they influenced? Like, but see, they... me, I'm listening to the the guy say, oh, well, he shot me. And then I wake up and I don't tell, but I call him on the phone. Right. And I'm like. And then you didn't go and shoot and kill him. Did, yeah. And he's like, well, I want revenge. What kind of revenge? Because I ain't. The only revenge that would be is you was going to shoot and kill him. But he didn't even do that. Exactly. So, so like, what was you trying to do? <laughs> Get money? I mean, I don't know what exactly. Like, I think, and that's what uh, obviously led to his, him being not acquitted, convicted. Yeah, right. acquitted of those two killings because it wasn't, because you was just way too shady for us. <laughs> right. He was pulling real nice, though, at the real. beginning. He was pulling real nice. Everything was cool, and he fell apart. The right. one good I kept looking at, um, his lawyer, he like, oops. 
Oh, it's too late, bro. See, you ain't been watching no TV either. See, y'all think we don't learn nothing watching these TV shows. One thing that I really struggle with is I don't understand his motives for any of it. Like, I can't, even with, especially with Odin, I don't understand, like, why. Like, there's no motive behind it yes, that we there's know There's nothing of leading up to it, no disagreement. Like, yeah, like, you was hanging out. The only thing they said was that he was in the club, he was dancing with the girl, and then all of a sudden he got mad. Right. And that's where I think people are um, trying to imply the sexuality thing of those yeah. things. But, but see, that don't even flow his, his, with what they said as far as him getting mad at him in the club and looking at him like that. On top of that, I'm like, you're like, well, Aaron Hernandez's girlfriend was girlfriend's they sister was dating to, to brother, uh, like yeah, brother-in-law. They were like so family that, versus. Yeah, so it was like that's even how they got connected. And like, I'm like you shot your fiance's sister's boyfriend for what there's got to be a personal reason there's got to it, be a yeah reason it's very it. like it and just makes it does bother me that like and i feel for the family because it's like you got your justice but you don't even know why it happened you know like right it, it would make me it's still right yeah it's like, like yeah he's going to jail but like there's there was no explanation, like, and you'll never get that closure. You'll never get it because you don't know. So you, it might just because be because like he that he felt like like you said he could just do whatever he wanted to do. Maybe. Well, I mean, they they made a lot of like Im implications that he was like becoming more paranoid and like um, which, and a lot of people were like, well, we don't want to use this, the the CTE brain stuff as a cop out, but when you look at some of the problems with it the impulsiveness and like if you oh the symptoms that has brain like people with brain injuries they turn into whole different people sometimes some of the symptoms were memory loss aggression confusion and mood swings and i just was looking up some of these um statistics on it and it said 110 of the 111 deceased players from the nfl had cte right. um it's been seen in people as young as, as 17 so you know that I means those kids who play Pee-wee football exactly. all the way up until high school, and I, for but me, I want to talk about a choice. I wouldn't let my child play football. No, they hate me. Mm -mm. And you put that, you, you couple that with the fact that he grew up in a violent home, because they said that you know his dad was respected, but he was he would drink, he would come home, his parents would get into fights, like, and it just kind of it did speak to a, like a dual personality that he seemed to have. Because they would talk and they would play the conversations that he had on the phone with his fiance, and he would be, he would seem so nice and, and just calm and caring. And then, like, you would hear that he shot some people and then went home. <laughs> it was like, yeah, there, there had, was something wrong with, 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 like, that's not, it's really not. But normal. they didn't just come up with this stuff. Um, like doctors would listen right. to like some of his phone calls and they were judging some of his behavior over the years and especially those phone calls while he was in jail. Yeah. And it's just, he did terrible things. He definitely, he and I still. Horrific things, but I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I, we don't know people in the hood who have gone out, done drive-by, shot people, did something, and then went home acting like nothing was wrong. I think honestly, a lot of that probably speaks to trauma. In, in your childhood years as to where you can desensitize yourself to that type of violence. Like, a lot of kids, even in, in um, areas that are highly violent, they have PTSD. They have these traumas, and we don't address that. It's a mental health issue. This man definitely has some mental health problems. I don't care what anybody says. Like, that was not normal behavior. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm like just facing so many things that I dealt with like you know if like even accepting that I might have had depression like right. I, because of right. if you want to say my upbringing or my sexuality but I never even said it I was like oh, I'm not depressed right. I'm just dealing with how I feel about myself in all of these ways all of that with like chronic weed abuse like oh, yeah. chronic smoking constantly and that is a, a, a coping mechanism that a lot of people use in order to mask Especially a lot of black, black people. Right, right. So, I mean, and I didn't really care for the whole, oh, 
he was a, an oppressed uh, gay person or bisexual person and that. Speaking of Nah, I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> they're committing suicide before they go out really and hurt other people. They commit suicide before they go out and, and murder people with cold blood because, you know. Just because. Just because. Right. Like someone got a drink spilled on them or whatever. Right. I don't know. It, it just. That case, like, is just so extreme and it's so unique because he really did have, like, like everything just lined up for him to be that way. The childhood violence father dying and cutting off that whole like leash that he had him on him making that decision to go down to florida going down to florida and getting away with all this aggressive behavior right and then you see doing. he wanted to he was like can you trade me to a team out west <laughs> nah nah, nah Kenny, karma's coming we got too money we got too much money in you sir <laughs> he was like i want to be traded it was like bro no you we almost won a super bowl with right. you and i think i don't know if it was his brother that mentioned that he would have maybe avoided all of this if drafted to somewhere outside of of being that close to home right and i think that probably is i mean i don't know maybe because like i said he was down in florida still doing that crazy stuff so i mean when you and i think that also speaks to the pedestal that we put athletes and celebrities on as far as allowing them to get away with behavior so much so that they think they can get away with anything like, and it really does speak to athletes too, because they don't have to. I mean, the organization, because he was saying things money. to them <laughs> that they should have been like. They had. We get they you. did the, anal- the the little analyst yes. thing. And his like social maturity was one. It was like the lowest point. I was Bro, like, somebody got to be checked and watching this dude at they, all times. And they said that like the coach said he would call up from Florida and like check on him every three four days. He didn't even want him going back home to Connecticut. Like. You knew this man had issues. Like, everybody knew. But because he was so talented and because he had the, the potential to bring in so much money, y'all let it go. Like, and I think that stuff really starts, it starts at high school level, but it really, like, escalates at the college level because colleges get so much money for their football programs. And that's really the problem. <laughs> Yeah. Money over everything. Money exactly. Over That's what they learned money that. Mental health, money over everything. Meanwhile, they're just worried about us making their kids gay. So. <laughs> just don't be gay. Just don't be gay, y'all. You could do everything else. Just don't but be gay. Know, Here we are. New agenda. Also, yeah, there was also a point in there where they talked about, like, oh, we've seen, because um, they mentioned OJ, because you know, of course, they're going to mention him. Especially but with he, the white car. It looks yeah, very familiar. I'm but like, they talked about, like, well, his was just domestic violence and and they were all domestic violence and we've seen that before but we've never seen this before I'm like so y'all just gonna downplay and degrade right. the fact that these dudes are beating on their wives at home <laughs> that's what we've seen that before I mean oh, yeah. so, that's nothing new what I is mean this? you know they could get over it you know, those things we can move past but this dude shot some people right. <laughs> like you can be but he wife, respected his, his fiance and that's what's weird you know it, the way he talked to her and the way she was able to talk to Without him getting like kind of escalating, because there was a point where he was having a conversation with his mom, and he was like, "I would, I would punch you in the face right now if I was in front of you." Going like, in. <laughs> I was like, and he, I mean, but he did have some reason to be upset with her, not to right. punch her in the face, but I mean, right. you know, she, she was. I was like, she's like, if you just gave me a million dollars, we could have been set. Uh, Sis. <laughs> uh, Told you just give me a million dollars. He was like, I didn't have a. He went, I didn't have a million dollars to just give you that hour work. Forty million dollars. It was right. a contract. I was cracking up. I was wondering what she was mad about. If you would have just gave me a million dollars, I would have been set. Like what? So that means you wouldn't have what? <laughs> what needed more money because you was going to spill in your house or something? Like, right. <laughs> or you could have just waited. I was cracking up at that. I I felt so some type of way and. But I think what hit me the worst, like, even on a, a parental level, is, like, him saying, um, you are going to die without really knowing your son. Like, you don't know your child. That and, he, and him saying, I can't talk to you. I can't say things to you. There's so much I want to tell you, but I can't talk to you about it. He sounded it. like, a, like a young boy again when he was like, talking to her. Yeah, I mean, that was some serious vulnerability right there with him talking about, I want to say things to you. But I can't because I've tested you before and I've said things to you before and you've 
uh, they've come back around to me and, and other. I'm like, your child does not trust you. Your child cannot talk to you. Yeah, he he's, he's a little, he got some issues. Right. <laughs> some serious issues. And I could never imagine being the type of parent where it's like, I can't talk to you about nothing. I mean, how are you not hurt by that? Like, like how are you not looking at yourself as like, wow, I must be a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. That would be, that. I think that's like, people worry about their kids being gay and, and this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, like, that that's like, like, horrible right. <laughs> situation number your one child, for Your me, child right? doesn't want anything to one. do with you because they don't, you, they feel like you can't do anything to help them or better them or right. be there for them in life or trust right. the the thing that was um like because I know when he died they weren't sure they I know there were some things about like where the sheet was placed yeah. on his neck and that's what I thought they were going to get into a little bit more yeah. of, but they didn't but um the fact that he like found out that if he yeah, if he on a little. if he died if he died right right it was you know, Right. vacate the, the conviction. So then he felt like, well, they said like he felt like that would get his family the money. That's why he said you're going to be rich. But um, I had looked up a little bit on like one letter to, I don't know if it was like the, he left three three letters yeah. and two were more similar than like this other one. And how he had Illuminati and the third eye. I'm just like, hey, maybe he, you know, maybe he was in jail for a little bit of time, so. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know where that man's head was at because he and they, you know, they mentioned it so many times. Duality. He really did seem to be two different. People. There was some type of liquid substance that was like on the floor, and all I could think about was that he was gonna hang himself and put that on the floor so he couldn't regain his, his footing. His I was just like, him. wow. I was that's like, reading that. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's some thought into that. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and the one dude who was talking about it, like. Like, well, I mean, if I can kill myself and know that my kids and my family will yeah. I do it too. <laughs> right. He was like, was that guy in jail? He, he was looking, he's talking about just a plain white t shirt. I know. I was like, is he in jail? They never said like county or prison or <laughs> nah, nothing. No, they never said. They just said he was his friend and teammate, but. Right, but he he was giving me jail vibes. He was definitely giving me some like. <laughs> and I don't want to judge him, but. White, everybody else was yes. in library. I know. Are you in jail? Because you seem really okay, but whatever. But no, it was it was really a fascinating, um, just something to think about as far as you know. You don't know what's going on in a person's life, and that doesn't clearly excuse the fact that he was just randomly shooting people. Like right. that made me feel like I'm gonna be around you. But right at the same time, there's definitely. Feel like there's issues that maybe had been addressed at some point maybe he would not have gotten there right if if somebody would have taken him and, and i think the one guy mentioned if he had if someone had devalued football a little bit and kind of put more value on morals or, or where he wanted to be maybe he would have turned out in that situation and it's one of those things where i feel like his whole you know like his brothers or things like that are probably looking on a regular basis like maybe if i didn't do this or Maybe if we'd have known this. I hope people watch this and they think about the, those things and ask themselves that, those questions. Like, even when terrible things happen, I'm like, how can we help prevent it the next time? Because it's in all of us and it's in some people, it's going to be in some people you know, but how can we help prevent it the next time? What type of things can we try? Because they might not work, but what could you try to, to change in your life or someone else's? Right, so it was just—he was just on the diving board the whole time. But there was an interesting part that I didn't hear them talk about. Like people were like, "Oh, well, why would he do all of this? He was successful, and he was—he had all, everything he wanted." But his brother says he never seemed happy. He did everything. He got to the NFL. He got the house. He got the money. He got the kids and the the wife. But he never seemed happy. So I think really, what I took away from it also is what makes a person successful doesn't always make them happy right. and doesn't necessarily mean that they have it all. Right. Clearly, he ain't have it all. 
And they, that's the, Clearly, he was missing a lot. <laughs> it's usually those people. Right, right. He was missing some stability, love. I don't know what it is, but he was definitely missing a lot of stuff. Listen. <laughs> well, we're just getting right to the hour mark, so we're going to wrap. That was good. That was good. Autumn will be back, y'all. You're going to see her. We'll hear her again before we go visual. Then you eventually will see her. But um, that was heavy. That was good, though. We talked about a lot. I said, but I'm going to keep it right at the hour so y'all y'all can have 30 minutes on the way to work and 30 minutes on the way home. Because I know that's where most of y'all listen. But um, thank you for being my guest again. And thank you for that conversation and thank you all you listeners out there could you comment on something please I want to know what you think I'm always looking for the comments and I know you like the post or like the picture but just comment let us know what you think if you like it or you don't like it what's up what's on your mind how do you feel about it hashtag James Major Burns but again this has been the third degree with me your host James Major Burns and Come through. <laughs> this is that's my girl. And on that note, we go in. <laughs>